Cook along with Iron Chef Alex Guarnaschelli and her daughter Ava. We're going all in on chicken cutlets. I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kind of, will be in your ear, taking you step-by-step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities. And now they're available to you right here on Cook Tracks. You can find all of the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along right here in your podcast player or on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun. And remember, some of these chefs follow these recipes to a T while others cook from the heart and use their recipe as a guide. I want to mention that all proceeds raised from the series benefited a restaurant employee relief fund, No Kid Hungry, and Food Bank for New York City. To learn more about the At Home series, go to nycwff.org backslash at home. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody to New York City Wine and Food Festival's At Home series. I wanted to brag for a minute about Chef Alex Guarnaschali and her daughter Ava, um, her special guest today. Hopefully you all are following them on social media because they're cooking up a storm. Um, cute as can be. Alex is a recurring and guest judge, as you already know, on several Food Network shows. Um, she's an Iron Chef, uh, cookbook author, and Alex has worked for some incredible chefs uh, around the world, quite frankly, in some Michelin-starred restaurants in Paris. She's She's a, a, a talented chef in the kitchen. I'll keep it clean right now. Um, <laughs> Alex and Ava, we ready to cook? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So let's do this. Um, tell us, share, share with everybody what we're making today. Um, so we're making, what are we making? Today we're going to be making fried chicken cutlets with prosciutto and sage. You are ready. Excellent. So let's start everything we need. Perfect. Perfect. We'll do a little roll call of ingredients and the, and the essential equipment that everyone should have in front of them. And just so everyone knows, um, if you need a minute to stop down after we do that, we'll give you a, a couple seconds to run to the fridge. Couple seconds. <laughs> a sprint. Should we start? Yeah, let's do a okay. roll call. So I have a recipe. I mean, I just took the recipe. So Abe's, we make stuff like this at home, right? Definitely. This is like our go-to. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we, you need three chicken breasts. They're about six ounces each. Most of the chicken breasts in the supermarket these days don't have skin. You know, when I was growing up, everything had skin. Almost skinless. So boneless, skinless, and I put them on a paper towel, 
Why? To remove the extra stuff. Yeah, she's smarter than all of us. <laughs> um, so I just like to put them on a paper towel to get them nice and dry. Question I get a lot, do I wash chicken? The reason why we do not wash chicken is because if you add water to anything, it will taste exactly like water. If you add water to chicken, it's going to taste bland and then what? So you know what? Noted. I'm leaving. I'm just going to let you do this. Okay. Three chicken breasts, about six ounces each on average, I'd say. We're going to get that ready. So that's obviously important. We need some salt. What kind of salt do we have? We have just regular kosher salt. We love kosher salt. It's a cheap date. You can use a lot of it. It's very user-friendly. It forgives. It's um, less salty than table salt. Notice how I'm stalling between each ingredient to give you guys time to find it. We also <laughs> use another kind of salt, and this is unsponsored. But the only other kind of salt we kind of leave hanging around the kitchen is if you want to be bougie. Bougie. You can use sea salt, Malden salt. Malden salt, right. Is this a boomer salt, as you would say? My daughter says I'm a boomer. It's a, it's a yeah, it's a boomer, bougie salt. So it's a boomer, bougie salt. But good to have. It's got a little texture, crackles under your teeth. Great for finishing stuff. Yes. On a steak, on a piece of fish, on roasted vegetables at the end. This is like your fancy little accessory right before you leave the house. Definitely. Okay, so those are the only two, two kinds of salt we, we kind of have hanging around the ranch. What else do we need? The eggs. We are gonna choose, we're going to take four large eggs, slightly beat them, and then we're going to bread and wash the chicken covers and the eggs. And then in the panko, the salt, pepper, and tiny bit of paprika. Ava is adding paprika to the recipe. You don't have to. You could add sweet paprika if you don't like heat. Um, what one of the advantages to adding a little bit of paprika or cayenne is it actually makes the color more golden brown too on your bread. It doesn't just add flavor, but it adds that kind of all-around spray tan that we love. Three cups of panko. In a big container like this, Ava actually likes the bread in this one. Uh -huh. A lot more space. If you do it in bowls, cramped. Like if you do it in this one, it's like hard to do. That's, I think it's that's a boomer move, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So we have three cups of bread crumbs, eight to ten slices of prosciutto. All we're gonna do is we're gonna put some olive oil in the pan. Get it really, really hot. Okay. About that much. We're going to wait for it to start smoking for the pan to start. And then we're going to brown the prosciutto and, and the sage leaves, and they're going to get really golden brown and lose all that moisture. Yes, they're going to be crispy. So we need some sage. Abe, where did we get this sage? We're fancy. This is bougie sage, right? Backyard? Yeah, we got some sage in the backyard, wintered over. Really good. <coughs> no. All right. <laughs> um, two... Large cloves garlic, got a head right here. Some red wine vinegar, my favorite. This is the cheap stuff that I grew up with. Um, we just want a steak. Um, I like mixing different acids. I like a real spark plug of different flavors, especially when you've got something fried. So we're gonna, we're gonna need a lemon too. So we're gonna mix some red wine vinegar that's kind of punchy and blunt with lemon zest and lemon juice and drop that over the cutlets. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chef Alex. We have a question coming in from a, a Chef Bobby Flay. He would like to know how he can get a ICAG shirt. Okay, really? Okay, Bobby Flay, <laughs> you're on. Um, Bobby Flay would like to know how to get an ICAG t-shirt. 
Bobby, they're for sale actually on my website. Um, for the you know friends and family price is double, um, with all proceeds going to the you know the cost. Um, but you can get this on, on my website. This stands for Iron Chef Alex Marshall. It's my nickname. And this is <laughs> where's my merch? You want to? You're gonna get your own merch. No, where's my merch? Okay. There you go, Bobby. I've created a monster. Thanks for watching. We love you. Mwah. Okay. Any more sassy pants questions, or may we begin? <laughs> a couple of people chiming in about the panko breadcrumbs, by the way, saying they're just using regular, which I believe is okay if they don't have panko. Okay, so I grew up with the classic, uh, really fine toasted already breadcrumbs in the canister. It was like progresso Italian style. That's totally fine. We just really like the panko. Sometimes actually we mix. Sometimes we don't have enough half Italian seasoned breadcrumbs and then just panko because panko is really crispy. Got it. Yeah, good point. So you can mix them. You can use the, the finer ones. That's cool. The only thing about the pre-toasted breadcrumbs is they're already a little bit brown. You just have to be careful when you're cooking the cutlets that the, the breadcrumbs don't get too dark. So sometimes I brown them a little more quickly with the finer breadcrumbs and then just pop them in the oven on a tray to finish cooking the chicken without over-browning the breadcrumbs. So that's the only kind of precaution we want to take. Do we feel ready to cook? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Aves is going to start with the garnishes. There's two garnishes on here that just add so much texture and taste. We've got a little bit of olive oil in a nonstick. And the reason we're using a nonstick is we're using that to cook the cutlets. We're going to fry sage and drain it, cook crisp prosciutto and drain it, let it get crispy, and cook cutlets all in the same pan. Because for us, a 30-minute meal is 29 minutes of cooking and one minute of dishes. So let's get into the one-pan mode. Now, Ava is very carefully layering the sage leaves she picked from the sage into a pan. Tilt the pan up into the camera so they can see what you've done. Tilt it. You see how they're just crisping? It's like rain on a windshield or something. Mm. Um, in a single layer, in just a little bit of oil, a couple of tablespoons of olive oil. And I know we're frying in olive oil and you're saying, really? That's not a frying oil, but in this case, we're low heat frying and we're crisping and we want that taste. Yeah. So what's your fire? The fire's at, what's, what's the flame at? The flame under the pan? We're at about a medium. Okay. Medium, medium to lowish. You want just like a little bubble from the oil. As can you hear that crisping? Show them again what rate it's going so they can see. You hear that? It's just lightly bubbling. The sage will start to get pale and the leaves will start to get a little bit stiff. They get more crispy when you drain them. So Got do it. not put the stems in, okay? Here's okay. the deal with sage and other hearty um, herbs like rosemary and thyme and sage. Sage tastes like cough syrup. We just want to fry those leaves. Just the leaves because it's a very strong herb, very aromatic. You don't want to use them. Yeah, and we want to mellow out that kind of pine note. Take a nose bath on your sage leaf. Give like a little bit of a pine tree note to them. Get rid of the stems. Don't try to save them or use them for something. Some things you just throw away. We just want them to harvest these pretty little leaves and give them a light fry in a couple of tablespoons of olive oil. I think I say like 16 to 24 leaves, right? Yeah. And chefs, a couple chefs, a couple questions coming in. There's people who I, who have dried sage. Do you want to address how, if they don't have fresh sage right now, how they may be able to oh, no use? No worries. 
don't fry the dried sage. We'll just sprinkle the dried sage on top at the end. So if you don't have fresh sage, no biggie at all. Just have your dried sage on standby. You can also fry another herb. Basil leaves would be delicious here. Uh, you could fry cilantro for God's sake. Any fresh herb. My three favorite picks would be fry some rosemary and flake the needles over it. Fry sage, fry parsley, or basil. Four favorites. So if you have one of those, I know you all have some herbs dying in the bottom of your crisper drawer. <laughs> didn't use. Get them out. It just doesn't matter. Just something vibrant and green to, to break up these cutlets. And then Avi's going to... Next, so, we're going to fry Yeah, we are. Pan. You want to take the sage out first, baby? Yeah. And then show them your sage, and then you can start on the prosciutto. So what do you note about the sage as you're frying it? The oil's coming out, so the pan is having a flavor. The, the oil is coming out, crispy. They smell good. And you'll see, we started out with this kind of vibrant green, and they get kind of more pale. And they'll get crispy as you take them off and let them cool. So don't worry about it if you take them out of the oil and they're kind of bendy and not so great. I know, someone said, bring back smell vision You know, there wasn't any. I totally agree. Another important thing we want to add right away while these are hot, salt. Salt. And that little bit of oil sticking to these fried sage leaves will we'll grab that salt and say, what's up? You know, they're going to, is it swipe left or right? I mean, it's good. No. You don't know. It's good that you don't know. I was testing. I don't want to know. Whatever. It's going to stick. All right. These look good. Nice job, Aves. I'm watching these people. I'm watching these people cook along, and and everyone's saying how good it smells, which is so neat. Watching you cook, and then they're doing the same thing. Like everyone's smelling sage right now. I love it. It's interesting how we're not all together. We're virtually together, but there's an actual intimacy that goes beyond what we're used to, just in a different way. Yeah, which is what I like. Okay, next. But we need restaurants. Let's just say that. True. Nothing. The restaurant. If you notice my motive. Okay. So you've got some slices, thin slices of prosciutto. Tear them up a little bit with your hands. Just some little, I'm sorry. Okay, um, what was I gonna say? You don't have prosciutto, use bacon. You don't have bacon, use pancetta. You don't have pancetta, use speck. You want some crispy ham product. A boiled ham, like the deli ham, would be hard to fry. You don't have any of these uh, meats, like Spec, prosciutto, pancetta, whatever else, just skip it. Don't worry about it. Um, my sage leaves got a little browner than yours. Don't stress it. No, there's no sage police coming to a rescue. We're making a dish that's delicious. Don't worry about it. And by the way, I should be better at cooking than you. Don't you think? It's pretty much all I know how to do. You know what I mean? Does anybody have a teenager and feel suddenly like, you turn a corner with puberty and your kid doesn't really think you're cool anymore? No? <laughs> All you ever talk about. Okay, show them the pan. Show them how you're doing that. Single layer, same pan as the same oil. Nice and easy. This isn't a, a frenetic frying. It's nice and chill. It's starting to crisp up. By the way, that's great. Aromas. Fantastic. Have fun with it, for God's sake. We actually have been having a lot of fun cooking, don't you think? No, we made so much fun. We've been cooking a lot, you know? Really? My mom's here with us, and she is the toughest customer on the planet. Okay. She said dinner was delicious. And then, you know, tried to 
give it to the dog type situation, you know what I mean, right? That scene in Moonstruck when the grandfather's getting all the food from the dog. What did she say? Can you give that to uh, Mike Lee one more time? Oh man, give my dog another one to keep you food. Something else is possible. So the prosciutto, you need to flip it a little bit. You kind of want to cook it on both sides. You're kind of treating it like a quick cook on bacon. But prosciutto is pretty lean. You know, it's got bits of fat, but it's not as, as fatty as bacon. So it'll fry and press quickly. Look at that. Already Ava has one. And just drop it on a kitchen towel. Check that out. It'll get a deeper brown. Ooh la la, that's hot. And just drain it on a little towel. So we're kind of getting all our little garnishes ready before we start actually delving into the cutlets themselves. We also have this delicious prosciutto fat, which we want to use in our final dish, which is part of why when I make some dishes, I like to use the same pan for a few different things. Less dishes, and you get a sharing of flavors. I've got a head of garlic. Let's break some garlic out. Two cloves. Big ones from the outer room suburbs of the head, if you have a whole head. If you don't, use three smaller ones. Um, I'm just going to peel them. We're going to grate the... Um, yeah. Some are getting rejected. You'll see some of them, if they get, if they don't crisp up, cook them in a little longer. Don't be afraid. See that? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so two cloves of garlic we're peeling. It's my favorite utensil in the world. Paring knife plus thumb. My favorite. Um, let's see some, I'm trying to see some questions. Any questions? I'm sure there's a thousand. Yeah, so there's, um, someone's asking, they said their chicken breast delivery didn't arrive. May they use chicken thighs? Yeah, totally. You just uh, take the skin off and, and if there are bones, take the bones out and pound them. They won't pound as nicely as the chicken breast, but they're delicious. <clears throat> awesome. Totally. And then how about um, a, a good way to store leftover fresh herbs? We actually, I store a lot of herbs like this in the fridge, in little plastic containers. So yeah, like, like I treat them like flowers. So I put little, and I know you're thinking, okay, really, I actually have a whole fridge of these. But if I have two or three kinds of herbs, I put them in plastic cork containers or pint containers, and I just store them like flowers. It also reminds me that they're there. If I put them in a bag and stick them in the drawer, they go into Siberia and I forget about them. Three weeks later, I pull out the rest of the cilantro, right? That's a great tip. So the reminder is part of why you do it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other questions? That's good. Ah. Let's turn the heat down. I'm going to add a touch more oil. Yep. Mix with that prosciutto fat. Yep. All right. So we are now, can you leave the herbs uncovered in the fridge? You can store the herbs like little bouquets like this uncovered, or you can roll them in a little bit of a, you know, in a damp paper towel and store them like that. Or you can just make a commitment to use them. That's what I do now. I'm like, you know what? I got it. Use it. Not that, that applies to many things. Okay. Chef Ava? Yeah. How long um, are you are you frying that prosciutto for approximately? Approximately about three to four minutes, not too long. Okay. Just so it's crispy, golden. It. Hard not to eat them. So you, you might have to make extra. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Ava's cracking some eggs for this egg wash. So she's getting ready for breading. What's the classic bread, Abe, when we bread stuff? Classic bread. 
your mom uses, boomer style. Boomer style breading. <laughs> Flour, egg, and then breadcrumb usually. But today, I think just egg and breadcrumb. We skip the flour. Don't tell anybody. But we just do. We, yeah, the flour is really about, I think, uh, drying the exterior of the meat and getting the egg to stick to it. You know, sort of like a, you know, an insurance policy, like another lawyer at a trial instead of just one great two. So we're skipping the flour. Ava is, uh, Ava is just pork whisking four eggs in a bowl. Yes. So she's getting ready for the breading, and I'm over here mincing two garlic cloves. Right? Cut down and across. I use two knives to mince. I use a small knife to cut my little grid. Do you add any milk to the egg dip? Could. It doesn't really make a difference. We don't. The eggs are rich themselves. Yeah, sometimes we add a little bit of water. Um, Himalayan salt boomer. I love it. <laughs> We're not Himalayan salt people, man. Leave it in the Himalayas. We have a block in the pantry, but we never, never do. Leave it in the Himalayas. It's the kind of thing you need to observe and not cook with. It's like... And Ferris Bueller, he has the Ferrari and he never drives it, just looks at it. That's what we feel about. Is that your analogy for Himalayan salt? Why not? I love, I love it. it. I love that. Um, listen, there's nothing wrong with Himalayan salt. I get asked about it a lot. So I know a lot of people have it. And if you like it, use it. I find it super salty. And it comes in a block and I grind it. And then it goes from being a block to too fine. Like I microplane it and I don't love it. Um... Do you add grated Parmesan to your panko? You so can. That's a Gordon move. Who? Gordon. I learned that from Gordon. Oh, another thing you learned from Gordon Ramsay. Can <laughs> <laughs> um, you add Parmesan or Reggiano to your panko? Of course you can. Piece of advice. The Parmesan cheese affects the browning and the cooking. You've got parm in there and that browns quickly. My advice, fry the cutlets as they are. And if you have parm, pecorino, grana, padano, whatever, you have a little block, it's like a fossil in your fridge, just microplane a little cheese right over the cutlets just after they're cooked. And that way the cheese isn't being dragged along for the whole ride. Panko breadcrumbs. You can add parm here. Add it at the end. Salt. Salt. Where'd you learn that? You. She's lying. Yeah. So she's getting everything ready for the breading. You've got the, she's adding pepper like that. And were you adding a little, what, what spice did you pick? We just add a little bit of pepper, 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 not too much because you don't want the spicy. Okay, cool. I've got all the two cloves of minced garlic on the edge of my knife. I've got that prosciutto grease in that pan where we fry the sage and then the prosciutto. Drop that into your pan. It's going gonna, it's gonna to smell so good. It's going to get into the bag. Awesome. Perfect. Can you stir that for me? All right. Recap. Crispy prosciutto. Fried sage Mm-mm-mm. I love this. I love making this dish because I want to eat it while we're making it. Garlic, two cloves minced. Cooking in the grease of the prosciutto. Just a little bit. Do that. Low heat, so it's Yeah, it's a little bit. We're going to add a little red wine vinegar to that, a couple tablespoons. Go ahead and add it right in. 
the vinegar is going to soak up all that garlic oil and all that leftover prosciutto and stage oil. So we got a bunch of flavor and oil. How does it smell? Take a note of that. Please. You first. Mm. Good. It's not like, it's almost like salad dressing. This is salad. the type of thing where if you have guests over and that smell, it's literally this. You want to have guests over? This is your new air freshener. I hope. Air freshener. I love that. One. We're hoping to have guests soon. Okay. Hey, Chef, should we, um, should we have an oven on right now, or are we doing it all? Yeah, you can put the oven on at 350 to finish the cutlets. Okay. Anyone else have a grease fire? <laughs> Not, yeah, that was a question. <laughs> wow. Maybe we should make salad. Okay. Once that... The garlic in the pan on? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes, the garlic yes, in the pan. Right yes. We are... We've got the minced garlic. Um simmering in the pan where we put the prosciutto and the sage with the red wine vinegar mixed in and just gently simmering. We have our chicken breast we're about to work into, eggs, breadcrumbs. Ava, would you pour that mixture into this bowl? Yeah, this? Yeah. I'm gonna grab food like this. That's just what it looks like, it should look like. Okay, cool. It's almost like, the, like a little hot vinaigrette we're making. Raise your hand if raise your hand if you ate all of your prosciutto already. Yeah, of course. We gotta make extra. <laughs> We're trained professionals and we can help control control ourselves. Forget what I just said. All right, <laughs> that out. Mm -hmm. All right, wipe out the pan. We're trying to use one pan for this whole dish. Um, and you'll see this smells a little bit like a hot vinaigrette. In here, the two cloves of garlic cooked in the grease from the prosciutto and the sage. The red wine vinegar added in, and now the lemon zest. How many times have I seen people zest like this? They go back and forth on the same area of the lemon. Move your lemon around, people. Just get that very outer layer of chopping every time. The tap. You know, you try to clear it with your fingers. You're clearing it with your fingers is actually harder. Just a light grate. Move that zest to get just that outer outer layer and tap. You should do this until you can, the perfume of the lemon zest comes up and kind of overpowers the red wine and the garlic. Okay? You notice I didn't go very deep. And this is a really big lemon. I said use the juice. If you have a really big one, just use half. Uh, so many, um, Meyer lemon is great. So many people have all these gadgets for juicing lemons and not having it go in the pan. I just literally hold the lemon like this. See, that's the bottom of the lemon and squeeze. I love watching everybody zest their lemon. This is fantastic. Squeeze. And then if you don't tilt it already, all the pits sit on top here and nothing goes in here. You don't need any utensils or equipment to do that. All right, so I have a really big lemon, so I'm only using half. And that's our little, you know. Hot vinaigrette. Well said. All right, chicken breasts. Are you guys ready? Clear your board. You know, chefs don't have desks, so we have boards. So, like, maybe you keep your desk clean when you're working. We like to keep our board clean and only what I need. Abe, where, where are we with you, just so we know? So we have the egg wash with salt and pepper, just that. And then okay. we have just regular pancake with some salt, pepper, and a little bit of pepper. 
And we are warming some oil and getting ready. All the Chicken breasts. You've got the tender back here. Just kind of ignore it. You're going to take your breast flat on the board. And we're going to butterfly it. You're going to put your hand on top and gently saw and cut this breast in half into two thinner cutlets. Just do it. Don't think about it. Don't question it. Don't doubt yourself. Don't freak out. Put it into two strips, or you can just stop cutting and make it into a huge, big cutlet if you want. So we're going to do that with all three breasts. You're going to lay them flat on the board, put your hand on top, and just gently let the knife do the work. Yeah, exactly. Run the blade through. Just like that. When you don't separate them and you just cut it and open it up, that's butterflying. So we're almost doing butterflying, but going that one extra step and turning each cutlet, turning each breast into two thinner cutlets. Are they thin enough like this though? We you could do it again. You could actually pound them. We're going to pound them. We're going to do it, guys. Now, you can just buy cutlets from the butcher and skip all this. Believe me. All right, so you should have three chicken breasts, six, seven ounces each skinless that we just saw cut in half. So now we have six pieces of chicken. Flip your cutting board over or wipe it off. And I'm gonna just wash my hands. Whenever I work with chicken, I just wash my hands and keep fine. Are we all ready to bread it? Yep, we are. Okay, so the next step is the pounding part. And this is actually fun. We had a long day at work. Grab some plastic wrap, release stress. Put a layer of plastic wrap down on your board. Genius. I'm just kidding. Put your first two pieces of chicken at a little distance from each other. Because as we pound them, they're going to spread. So you got, it's like when you bake cookies and you put them on the tray and you leave room for them to spread as they cook. You've got to do the same with the cutlets here. And then another layer of plastic over the top. It's like a a plastic wrap sandwich with chicken in the middle. Cool? Should I keep going or stop? I think you're good. Question? So, uh, how about someone's asking how you clean your board? Clean? Yeah. Uh, soap and hot water. Very hot water. Yeah, I do. I'm not into the romance of a seasoned cutting board. Um, you can use a mallet to pound these, the side of a big chef's knife. I happen to have a cleaver. This is really great for pounding. So we're not going to cut with the cleaver, but just use the weight of the cleaver to flatten. Use a large chef's knife and just flatten with that. So we're going to pound. Where there's, if there's like a bump, or a place where it's thick, just hit it there first. Gently, not so gently. Hit <laughs> on both sides. Like 80 people left the Zoom when I started. <laughs> Can you guys see what's happening? They're just getting thinner and thinner. Cool? Nice and thin, you know, like a mob movie. You know what I mean? Let's get it. If you're having trouble hitting a place, lift your plastic wrap and move the cutlets. So the part you really want to hit is your food.
was your last report card? Pretty good. Okay. All right. How thin? We want them to maybe go at least double in size. And obviously half in thinness. Peel the plastic wrap up gently because we're going to use it again. And there you have the cutlet. And we go right into the egg. All right, I ex Abe, explain how, what we're doing next. So with this breading, we just want to submerge the chicken and egg. You don't want to see the chicken inside the egg mixture. Okay, just make sure it's all coated. Cool. Take it out and please let the egg excess drip off the chicken or don't get very wet. The breading will not stick. Do you have a comment about breadcrumbs? How much to put? Um, let's say Should like, I dump the whole can in the bowl? No. Okay. Because you will contaminate more breadcrumbs than you need. So it's a waste. Just use like probably a cup. Yeah, probably about two cups. So about all the eggs off. All the eggs off and she's going right into the breadcrumbs. That's an important thing um, to remember. Don't dump your whole can of breadcrumbs in and then bread and have all this left over because then you got to throw it away um, because it's been contaminated with chicken. So just start with a couple cups and add more breadcrumbs if you need more. I find wasting breadcrumbs is an easy crime. And I'm just pounding the last two. Abel, when those are done, drop them right in the oil. The oil, I'm just waiting for mm -hmm. Cold oil with chicken cutlets is terrible because the breading will come off. It's so true. And if you weren't doing a demo, I'd say let them sit in the fridge. You can bread them in advance, you know, a couple hours. You can bread them in the morning and cook them at night. You can let them sit overnight wrapped up and then just cook them the next day. <laughs> Sorry, they, I don't like a, a cutlet that's not thin. Really upset. <laughs> Next episode of Iron Chef. Okay, how's that oil? Um, oil's doing good. How can we test if the breadcrumb, if the oil's, drop the breadcrumb in your oil and see if it sizzles? If it sizzles, it's fine. Also, with breading, yeah. when you bread your chicken, just put a lot of breadcrumbs on top and then just press it so the breadcrumbs really stick. I love that. Can you pull yours out in front so that you can see it? So just like hey, this. chefs, can you give us a... Completely coated. Awesome. In the oil, baby. In the oil. Right, right in the oil. Yes? Question? While, while Ava's dropping that in the pan, could you, could you just kind of run us through, give us a quick, uh, bring us up to speed from the sage to the garlic to the vinegar and all that? This is really, this is really fun. I love cooking. Okay. Yes. Recap. First, we got a little oil on and we crisp our little bits of prosciutto. So they're garnished, they're ready. Ava is egg and then breadcrumbing the pounded chicken cutlets. We have our fried sage leaves, the nice to drop on top. And then we have this little like kind of hot vinaigrette we made. In the grease from frying the prosciutto, we cooked a couple of cloves of garlic with a little bit of red wine vinegar, lemon zest, and lemon juice. Check that out. That's like our little hot vinaigrette. It's going to just be that kind of like the secret, weapon. secret weapon that makes all this really come together. And we're actually frying our first couple cutlets. Dave, can you tilt the pan up so people can see? One second. Mm -hmm. 
Probably a boomer and I got there too. So just like this, they're sizzling away. Can't be too well. But it's kind of chill. It's not a, a, a frenetic fry. Yes, you can deep fry your cutlets if you want. It can be really bad to do that. You can use a neutral oil if you like. Um, and I'm just pounding. So this is a great family activity too. You know, like someone could be dealing with the cutlets. Someone else could be cooking them. In these times, it's nice to have a dish that's kind of communal. What heat are we frying? Medium-ish heat. Medium to highest. You want a little smoke from your oil, but not nutty. The able is suggesting you grab a pair of tongs. You can use a pair of tongs or a spatula to flip your cutlass. You spatula, however, the breading will just be like. How long on each side? Well, we're really looking to brown and cook the breadcrumbs. We can always finish flipping the chicken in the ovens. I would say two, three minutes on each side, maybe a little longer. Actually, I lied. Three to four minutes. And you'll actually usually be completely cooked. You know, eight to ten minutes total cooking time. It's awesome. When you're ready to flip the other one, I want you to tilt the pan up so people can see what it looks like. Is a still pad okay substitute for parchment paper? For the, uh, you mean to put the cutlets on? Sure. Totally. It's still pounding cutlets. You should have six cutlets. You started with three breasts. You split them into two center pieces. And now I'm just pounding them thin. I'm really ready to flip that second cutlet. What are you looking for? How do you know when to flip them? Golden brown, like I used to do when I was a little kid. And I put them in the pan so that they're cooked. And then when I would do that, the cutlets would be burned. Well, like, you can actually cook them until they're golden brown. Put them over and then just finish them in the oven without having to burn. Ooh. So, again, just golden brown. You want darker, feel free. And then in the oven. Why don't we do that in front of the screen? Hopefully. Okay. Check it out. She's flipping. Okay. Ooh, la, la. Boom. You guys see that? I'm going to wash my hands. Question. Questions. Um, we add was that? the next batch. Yes, please do. Add it, add fresh oil and heat it before you put the other cutlets in. Yeah, someone was asking if they should add more oil uh, to the pan if a lot of it was absorbed. Mm -hmm. You probably need about two tablespoons of oil in a <laughs> in a medium pan to cook two cutlets. So you need about six tablespoons of oil to cook them all. You like to cook them in medium non-stick, two cutlets at a time. You can do three pans, cook them all once, pop them all in. You can batch cook them almost like pancakes or waffles. What do we do with the lemon juice and zest? We'll get to that. The lemon juice and zest goes in the hot vinaigrette. So we made our hot vinaigrette with the garlic, the sugar, cheese, oil, fresh oil. We just Put some really fresh, cold lemon juice and zest in there, and it's gonna put that in there. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you make a ton of these, these are the ultimate midnight snack. They are a really good cold and really good like on a baguette with a squeeze of mayonnaise. That's all I'm saying. They're putting anything. They're also doing like a, in a sandwich with like hot mozzarella and tomato sauce. Don't get me started. Yeah, I've actually graduated cutlet to the, the, the uber comfort food. It's up there for us, I think, with things like lasagna and lentil soup. 
I'm doing roasted cherry tomatoes as a side dish. That's a great idea. Why not? That's perfect. Awesome. We are not. We're lazy. I'm just going to plate this cutlet right now and maybe go off into the sunset and just eat it. You control the heat on your stove. Do you season the panko, I think? Yes. The salt, pepper, and eggs put a little bit of paprika in there. You can make it spicier. You can add those, you know, those red pepper flakes to the pizzeria. Um, we actually didn't seize the chicken, season the chicken itself. And let me take one more minute. The reason I don't is because if I, if I make the potlucks and I don't cook them right away and I let them sit in the fridge, I don't want salt sitting on, on the chicken for all that time. So I always just season everything. Um, and season the exterior of the cutlet once they're cooked. And it's enough. And it's kind of nice when it's, are you doing like a little TikTok dance? It's kind of nice when the, when the, <laughs> when the chicken is kind of not so deeply seasoned. What kind of wine should we be drinking while we, I think an Italian white would be great, like a little Vermentino. Um, it's making me thirsty. Aperol spritz would be great with this. A French 75 with a splash of, Cassis or grenadine or just a sugar cube in a glass of champagne is so great. Um, the zest and the juice of the lemon goes in the bowl with the cooked garlic, the prosciutto grease, and the red wine vinegar. So if you didn't do that, zest your lemon and juice it and put it in the bowl with the vinegar and the garlic and everything else. Are we ready? Yes, we are. So I think we're ready to plate a dish. Go for it. So Aves has got a cutlet right out of the pan. Ooh, look at that. That looks so good, Ava. Good job, Aves. You're amazing. And now, season use the bougie boomer salt. The bougie boomer salt now? All right. I'm sorry. Cue the bougie boomer salt. I love this. And sprinkle it all over the top. Don't be afraid to move your fingers when you put salt on food so it goes all over. You don't want your salt just to drop all in one place. And then what's next? Should we go vinaigrette next? Oh, yeah, sure. So we've got that vinaigrette again with the lemon juice and zest, the red wine vinegar and the garlic cooked down in the prosciutto grease. And just, just intersperse that over the top. Do this right before you eat. I know you're thinking, why are you dropping liquid on top of crispy? But I assure you, it really doesn't It will soak up the liquid. So, and the vinegar and the lemon is so good on that. You can, the oven is on so that you can finish cooking the cutlets. If you have a thicker one that's getting too brown too quickly, you want to pop it on a tray, or you want to keep them warm in the oven while you cook them all, we're just finishing our first ones to show you how to do it. And then, yeah, a couple little pieces of prosciutto on there, interspersed. Love that. Ava loves, is obsessed with prosciutto. Seriously. This is a child. Um, who is a child of prosciutto. I love that. And what about some sage? And then the sage leaves too, and disperse them. Such a nice green. If you don't have fresh sage, use another herb, basil, parsley. Don't use a hundred herbs. Less is more. Pick one herb and commit. It's like getting married. You know what I mean? And maybe not. Never mind. Scratch that. Just pick one herb. If you're using dry herbs, sprinkle a little bit of that on top of the cutlet. Now, look at that. Hey, Alex, we have a, Ellen is watching with her daughter and it's her birthday today. Happy birthday to Ellen watching. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. How do we make new recipes during this time? We have a lot of time to cook and we have a lot of time together. 
Don't you like spending all this time with me and hanging out with mom? It's great. Can we get a close-up shot of that dish? Yes. So here is the dish. Ooh, yum. I'm starving. Awesome. And my head is burning and I'm starting to feel like a rocket. I've got to, can I move? Yeah. All right. So let's taste. We got some pork and rice over there, babe. So what are we looking for taste-wise? Crispy breading, enough salt, that hint of garlic and vinegar and lemon zest. That sage leaf on top, so good. A little bit of prosciutto lady bite, lady bite. Mmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. A couple of people asking about reheating and cooking again later. I know we talked about this. Ava mentioned a good midnight snack or on a sandwich, but. Reheat them gently in the oven. I wrap them in a little foil pack or even put them on a heat proof plate, cover them a little foil and just warm them. You can microwave them. Although I'm not really a fan. Um, what do you think? I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm going to do my water. Really good, right? Awesome. That looks good. Love the olive oil. Why? Thank you again for joining us. Big thanks to Alex and Ava. Thank you all again so much for your support. Whether you just listened for fun or you actually cooked along with us, we thank you. If you did cook this recipe, take a pic and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. Let us know how it came out because we want to see it. Keep up to date with us on Instagram at CookTracks or at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by my friends, Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie DiGiello. And sometimes they let me, Rachel Ray, help out too. With editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Colford. Please rate and review or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Cook Tracks. We've got your back in the kitchen.